This is the show with Cannon Brown. Hey, Shannon, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing all right. Kind of a lazy Sunday for me, so it wasn't too bad. There you go. What have you been up to? Oh, selling pigs and moving sows in crates and weaning litters and you're getting up new hay and going to go bell hay about eight o'clock tonight. Oh, the good life then. Yes, sir. (laughs) Well, let me give a little intro for you because I don't think I'll do like an intro to this, but uh, I'm here with Shannon Schultz. Uh, Shannon is um, family friend, mentor, Big, big name in uh, Arizona agriculture, so I- I'm glad to have you on and talk about Travis's interview. Uh, it was great. I thought that I thought the interview was really good. I enjoyed it. Learned a few things that I didn't know about Travis. I uh, thought it was very good. Yeah, I thought, uh, I think the funniest part was when he talked about his rabbit uh, past. <laughs> yeah, and I knew the rabbit story. I've teased him a few times, uh, and uh, I know that he did that. But that's that's a pretty cool deal, you know. We've got a guy here in Arizona, a guy named Dave Williams, that is uh, into the mini rexes, and I sell that guy a couple of tons of rabbit food a month. He feeds a lot. A couple tons. A couple of tons of rabbit feed a month. Yeah, he buys between two and four thousand pounds of rabbit feed a month. Yeah, he uh, feeds a lot of them. So the rabbit deals is uh pretty popular so pretty cool i've learned a lot from that guy and i knew travis did it and uh, it's pretty neat really i guess i just didn't know how big the rabbit industry was i i didn't either travis said that he went to the national show and i know it was there in indy and i think it may have actually been there again this year and uh my customer here uh, was telling me about it and there's thousands and thousands of them there and uh, it's a pretty serious business i got to learn about how they prepare their coats and and the colors they developed and it's pretty interesting it's i think the show industry is serious no matter what you're showing rabbits to steers you know yeah you're 100 percent right um but speaking on uh travis's interview what what did you learn that you hadn't hadn't heard yet well, uh, I kind of learned his background. I mean, that he really didn't judge livestock and and that uh, he grew up in 4-H. And I knew there was a lot of areas there in Indiana that didn't have FFA, but, you know, it wasn't a part of the FFA and, and really didn't judge livestock till you know, later in life and in college. Kind of learned his college career. And, man, was he on a team. What I didn't know is I didn't realize, I guess, he went to, show, to school with Brian Arnold and the group that he went with. Uh, he was in school with a bunch of powerhouses for oh, yeah. sure. and and fit right in. Travis is a smart business guy and, uh, you know, kind of sounds to me that he built that thing on his own and pretty impressive, really. Yeah. And I think it's cool that he didn't really have a lot of judging background, but he's, I mean, he's one of the top guys to judge national shows now. Uh, he's Absolutely. starting to become one of those, one of those guys that people are calling on every year to try to get him to their national show. So I, I think that's awesome. And the fact that he just built everything from the ground up is, is pretty wild. Yeah, it is. And I, I, uh, I was there, Travis said, you know, we were there this summer, uh, Josh, Michael and I were there this summer talking about stud tech and went through both facilities, the boar stud and his show pig deal. And it is impressive. He, I know he designed the show pig deal and it, it, it is impressive. I, I had heard a lot about it, but I hadn't been there, but it, it was a neat tour we got to take. Yeah. I couldn't believe that he just drew it on, on his own and then just gave it to a guy and said, okay, build it. Uh, yeah, that, that it, it is. It's me. cool. Yeah, you know, his brother-in-law, Austin, 
was here this past week at our state fair judging and we got to visit a little afterwards and and uh you know he helps run that show pig deal and i asked him is there much you'd change he said mm, no not really not much maybe put some better lights in it but he said man that <laughs> facility is awesome to work with so pretty neat well you gotta have not many facilities. guys in the country have done that pretty smart move really business wise oh yeah 100 percent. and and you gotta have those facilities for the amount of hogs that he's taking care of and and raising and trading yearly it's it's pretty wild yeah you know one thing that i did i didn't know and i was impressed with is you know i i I don't know i've known travis maybe 10 years something like that and uh you know he said i i'm kind of an upfront guy and if there's an issue i put it out on the table and let's solve the problem and you know don't like to have any negative things and i will tell you that i was visiting with a friend of mine the other day we were talking about guys in the show pig deal and you know there's guys that people like and hate and you know there's time there's drama and people picking sides but i i can't think of a time that i've ever heard anyone say anything negative about travis and that's pretty rare in our industry i mean in any show industry there's always you can find somebody that has a negative comment and you know i think he does a very good job of being honest straight up and we've had a lot of dealings with him and and that's the way it's always been with us so you know i i think that's pretty neat to have that kind of an attitude in this industry yeah, and I think that's just, I mean, we talked about this in our interview, but that's that's just one other way that he keeps those customer relations so so great is that he he just keeps everything out front and he's not going to hide anything. He's going to be pretty upfront about everything and uh, there, there's no silk screen, smoke, shri- smoke screen to cover up what he's actually doing. Yeah, uh, you know, the th- thing that I did, I guess one other thing you asked and we kind of got off track about what I learned that I didn't know. And, you know, I guess you always assume, you know, you got a guy like Travis or, you know, there's quite a few guys around the country that help guys jockey hogs and, and get them ready at the shows. But he said, I don't really do it. If they're not ready before they get there, there's not much I can do at the show to help them. And so I thought that was pretty impressive that, you know, you don't do a bunch of fitting and stuff at the shows. And Austin and I got to visit about that a little more. And he said, nah, nah. If they're not right by the time they get to the show, we don't feed a bunch of electrolytes. Don't do a bunch of hocus pocus. They just got to be good built, good <clears throat> fed and trained well and let the cards fall where they may. And I, I think that's kind of what Travis alluded to. And that's good. That means that if you buy something from them, maybe the thing doesn't go home and fall apart on you. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they're built right from the beginning so you don't have to put all that hocus pocus in there. All that mumbo jumbo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for Probably. sure. And they live in pure, purebred country, and so that's oh, yeah. a little, even a little different deal. Yeah, I was I was pretty surprised at how many uh, where he, where his hand lies and and a whole bunch of different show pig, uh, uh, just producers. I mean, he's got he's got a bunch of different sows all over the state of Indiana, and I thought just what a great way to just advance your kind of market, advance your market, and and make sure that you're having pigs all year. Uh, well, and, you know, and I, I tell you, I mean, we we can talk about a lot of things and, you know, there's a lot of fear of disease and all that stuff. The ASF thing is a scary deal and the show pig deal. But, you know, let's just talk about PERS and about, you know, anything you get. You can get – well, you got them spread around at least a little bit. You got a little better chance. If, if something hits one spot, you still can be good in the other spot. So that's – that's pretty savvy business. Yeah, I guess I didn't even really think about the disease side of that. And I, Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking about it from uh, just having different kind of outlets. But the disease part of it is is huge. Oh, huge. You know, you get a PERS break. And most guys, I think, in the Midwest probably vaccinate for PERS. And 
you know, we don't. We've been really fortunate that our herds stayed fairly clean, and we try to do a good job of maintaining it that way. But, you know, the purrs is big, you know, deal back there, especially, you know, the commercial guys don't want it around. But, man, if you can spread your spread your risk around, pretty pretty wise move, I think. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. And, and just the fact that, I mean, he can keep everything healthy and, and safe year-round uh, just with the numbers that he has. It, we can talk about how, how smart he is as a businessman all day. I mean, he, he knows what the heck he's doing. Yep, absolutely. There's a reason yep. why he's num- one of the number one guys in the country right now. Got a pretty good eye for hogs, too, because I'll tell you, I was there at the expo and got to watch the two the two red hogs win and they were, they were legit. They were the ones that needed to win in my mind. And of course the judges too, and which didn't matter what us crowd guys thought, but it was pretty impressive to see the two red ones win Barrow and guilt deal overall. And he of course that same young man, you know, was involved there. Uh, that was pretty cool. So Travis has obviously got a very good eye for those things too. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. And, and just the fact that he sees so many a year, it's kind of hard to imagine keeping a good eye from him. I mean, we, we always talk about being barn blind and, and stuff like that. It's hard to keep a level head. And especially when you're seeing so many in the year, it, it's gotta be a little difficult to keep them straight. Well, yeah. And you know, and Ken, and we know we talk about it all the time and everybody does. I mean, we, I had some customers come today and look at pigs and we, uh, you got to get them in the right hands. I, you know, I don't care how good they are, but they got to get put in the right hands. And those breeders know when you're a, when you're a guy like Travis, and there's a lot of guys around that do a really good job, you know. Uh, a lot of those Texas and Oklahoma guys do a great job. They got to get in the right hands because it doesn't matter how good they are. If they don't get fed and taken care of well, they'll never win. They don't ever have a shot. So, you know, he's got a great reputation, and you put good ones in their hands, and they get wins and banners hung. So that's what counts. Did he uh, Did he entice you to start a boar stud at all? No. <laughs> I I think the boar stud deal's good. Our problem is in Arizona, it's pretty pretty bumpy time in the summer time to try to keep boars alive. Oh I would yeah. Imagine. You'd have to have a fortune invested in a totally air conditioned facility. Uh, but I that's I think that's pretty good business. But again, you got to have the customers. You got to have that trust. You got to have all those pieces and parts. And of course, the facility. And those guys are in the heart of it. I mean. Uh, you know, you can drive an hour any direction from Travis's place and be at multiple other boar studs and, of course, a gajillion show pig breeders. So, uh, you know, pretty important yeah, to and be in the right spot. It's just impressive that he's kind of stayed at the forefront with all that around him, all that competition around him. It, yeah, I it, think I think what he understands that a lot of us forget, and I, I try not to, is this is about youth. If we don't have the youth in this deal we got nothing he talked a lot about njsa and how important that was and how the start was and when he got to go and went to louisville you know maybe at the first one and that's what the bottom line is is this is about kids and without the kids we don't have that and of course you know that's why he tries to take care of that you make sure you get the hogs in the right kids hands you know you get the semen in the right sows take care of those people that's that's what it's about without the kids we're done with this deal yeah exactly what did you think about his um, his invitational show that he sh- uh, that he puts on yearly? We've talked about it since he started. I thought, man, what a great way it'd be to do to have one out here. We probably just, you know, it'd be tough. Our spring deal, we haven't we sell enough hogs. We could dang sure do it. 
it's just where do you fit one in? I think it's a cool idea. You know, obviously, you know what we did there with our Phoenix show and just trying to do something different, you know, make it a something interesting for kids. But man, the live, the payout they have is crazy. We've talked about his family thought, man, we buy some from Travis. It'd be almost worth the drive just to go be involved in the thing. It'd be fun to go, but man alive, that's a long ways to drive to Indiana for a day's worth of hog shows. It's a long ways, but the experience looks like it's incredible. And the payout, yeah. like you said, is, I mean, it's not all about the money, but they're giving away some. <laughs> yeah, well, and you know the game. I mean, they don't make any money. They're giving away some dough and, yeah. and the experience, of course, and they have a band there and feed them good food and have good people and, you know, have a, a lot of things in common because they're all customers of, of Travis's. And so I think it's a cool idea. Great idea. How, how many more of these kind of unique shows do you think are going to come up? I mean, we talked about his show and the the Phoenix hog show and then that world champion showmanship cattle show that just happened. They, they're yeah. all kind of, I think it's, I, I think, I mean, I'm going to tell you just from our experience, Jeff and I, you know, we've had this idea for multiple years and in the last year we just decided, you know, we really need to push to try to get this done. And our, our state fair people, you know, there were gracious enough to let us do it there at the grounds while it was, while that fair was going on. And I can't tell you how much positive feedback we had. The numbers are crazy. And We'll announce all the numbers that we had for viewership and all that this week. But uh, I think that's what people are looking for. You can go to a hog show anywhere in the right time of year in Texas, Oklahoma. From now till, you know, March, you can go to a hog show every weekend. In Indiana, all the Midwest, you can go to one every every weekend and probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in the summertime. But they're all the same. So I think people are looking for something unique, something different. I think you're going to see more of it come. You know, we we did some things with the technology that we had that, you know, so far, as far as we know, no one has done. And it wasn't cheap, but it was good. And so, you know, I don't know. I think you're going to see a lot more of these things come up. We've been asked to do them in three or four different states already in the last week. So I don't know. I think I think kids and families are looking for something different. Yeah, just something to keep it fun. I mean, showing hogs is showing anything is going to be fun, but when you add a little bit different atmosphere to it, it certainly changes the outcome for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, in the three judge deal like we did, you know, you got three guys' opinion, and that that thing was super interesting to see how it all played out. There was times that hogs won classes that no one used for first, but maybe they all used for second, and ends up being the one that wins as an average, and. I think you're going to see more of that. I mean, of course, that's not the first time they've used multiple judges. I mean, lots of shows do or have done that, just not probably three of them on, you know, technology where it calculates it and puts it up. But, you know, Travis's deal, awesome deal. You go, it's his customers. You get most of the hogs from the same place. You know, it's a random draw, luck of the draw. And then how can you get them fed, trained, fitted into the show, you know? Yeah. Pretty cool. I, I think it's a great idea. Now, tell me a little bit more about that Grand Stakes deal with the three judges at Phoenix. Uh, well, so <clears throat> obviously we had uh, Russell Pedret, Brad Mabry, Troy Sloan. Those guys had iPads. We, uh, we had some technology that uh, those guys saw nothing but numbers. Each of those hogs were kids were given a number when they came in in random and they went to those pins. 
they were pigs one through 10 or kid one through 10, whatever you want to call it, or 12, whatever we had. I think we tried to keep our classes under 10, but we had a couple that were 12. And uh, all those judges did was got to pick the ones they wanted to come back. So basically your ones that you would pin off, then we released the rest of the class and then we brought them out and then the technology changed in their screen. They placed them in order then. So they would place them one through, if they held six, one through six, basically then the average low score was the one that was the winner. We had a couple of ties. You put plug both of those back in, then you place them one, two, and it breaks the tie. So uh, it worked really good. I mean, for our first time out, I mean, I'll tell you that the numbers were pretty killer. I mean, we opened that app that morning and you couldn't even get on it until the morning of the show, about a half an hour before the show. And within an hour, we had right at 1,300 people sign up and use the app, individual people. So uh, we think it's going to be something that we can replicate in other places, other areas. And and to be quite honest, we're probably going to offer it to other shows as a service if they want it. But like I said, it wasn't cheap. And and uh, to be honest, we were beside ourselves at how well it worked. We really had zero flaws in it and for the first time out. You know, we didn't have 500 uh, hogs, and I'm glad we didn't. You know, we had uh, we had 200 at the show and 100 and some odd in our grand stakes, and it worked out perfectly. The numbers were just right. And I think the more, the more animals you have, even the smoother it's going to work. So it was, it was awesome. I mean, the feedback we were, I was commentating with, with, uh, Christian Gefford on the Walton and the phone was just blowing up with people from around the country watching and, and awesome. uh, commenting about how cool it was to have the crowd favorite app at home. Cause that crowd favorite app is all they could see at home. The, the judges were in a completely separate, uh, window or or sector of the technology and so the crowd favorite deal at home was awesome and i think the people at the show really had a fun time it didn't probably turn out to be the crowd favorite pig it turned out to be kind of a popularity contest but that's okay that's it kind of people started texting people around the country and getting votes and people would get off of one and get on the other and we could watch and follow all that and it was it was a lot of fun. I would not have we not, did not get one negative comment from anyone, and I we were ecstatic about that. Yeah, it looked like a great time, and and certainly, I'm glad it went well because it, other shows are going to see how well it went and see the feedback that it got and, and the attention that it got, and they might try to replicate it, and it might just make a whole new form of a, uh, the a livestock show. So that that's very exciting. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And to be honest, I think we can use the same technology in the regular show if a, if a, if a show doesn't have a show works or something like that, because the way we have it designed is that they could use it. The judge could use it in this class and then go back to the side and know exactly how he placed them. You know, you have shows that don't have holding rings. You'd have things like that that keeps guys kind of in order. Yeah, our technology will run raffles. It'll do uh, send out notifications. It'll do a lot of things that we had developed in it. We just used a very small portion of what we have developed, but we'll release the, all those other things as time goes on. Well, that's exciting. I'm excited for it to, to be in uh, the hands of other people in the next coming years too. Absolutely. Yeah. Nope. Phoenix was awesome. The setup was killer. Uh, as you know, your uncle's not going to do it unless it's perfect. And so, you know, we had the six foot by nine foot big screens with rear projection. Uh, 
monitors there, uh, projected it up there. Walton ran, you know, their our stuff, ran the results on their screen. It was, it was awesome. We had a blast. That's sweet. Now, uh, I wanted to talk about one more thing with Travis's uh, episode. He said that he, he on a, uh, an estimate was 1500 hogs that he trades and sells yearly. Right. Now, I don't know if people understand that, that great number. Cause I mean, 1500, it's not a bunch, but it's, it, it's a lot, especially in hogs for, oh the my. for the people at home that don't really necessarily can grasp a hundred or 1500 hogs sold in a year or traded in a year. Tell us about it. Tell, tell us how hard that would be. Well, first of all, I would say Travis is probably being pretty conservative because I, I don't know. Like yeah, you you're said, probably he right. Have the number. I bet he's being conservative. I would almost bet he trades more than that if he really sat down and counted them. But that's, tr- I mean, that's a tremendous amount of hogs. I mean, that's that's five hogs a day. Yeah. Every day. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of flipping hogs to trade. And a lot of people to deal with. And that's what I said when I said, I've not heard of people that have negative comment. That's the incredible thing. I don't care who you are out there. You can be the baddest, best that there is. There's always someone that has something negative. I've never, and I don't run in the biggest circles, but I, I you know me, I love this industry. And of course, I, I wish I could make a living at it. I don't. I, and I, we farm to make a living or try to at least. And, but you know, I talked to a lot of people and been fortunate to to know a lot and been doing this for 40 years. You don't hear anything negative and to peddle 1,500 of them and not have some negative comments, it's pretty incredible. It's pretty insane what, what he does it uh, is. to help it just is. the youth around the country. I mean, he's he's distributing so many hogs around the country. It's insane. And well, and now you understand why, and I, you, you know, you had a little taste of the Travis. You don't get to talk to him on the phone much. I told you when we talked about you interviewing him, I said, uh, man, it's going to be tough to get that guy to sit down for an hour. And you did it. And that's pretty incredible because Travis is a texter. You, if you need information, you text him. And I've been around him enough to know it's a nonstop stream of text coming in. The phone's ringing and he's a busy guy and trying to jockey, having a family and yeah, in this deal anymore, you know, and I, I tell guys all the time, if you want to make money and you want to be successful, you're not going to sit on the couch and watch TV every evening. You're going to be out there hustling and hitting it. And that's what that guy does. And a lot of guys do in this country. you got to work hard. That's what it's going to take. Yeah. I mean, it's all it takes is determination and, and the right mindset and you can be successful in anything. Absolutely. And he said that. I mean, he said, you know, I just put my mind to it, have the right attitude and get after it. You know, he didn't start selling 1,500 pigs. He started selling a couple. He told you about the ones he started yeah. with. And I thought it was cool that you know, the two times they, they won twice with Durox, they in, he got a speeding ticket on the way to the Expo. So, like you said, I'll take, a, I'll take a ticket every year. But you know what? He didn't start by selling 1,500. He started by selling one. And I think that's something good for young people to understand that, you know, you can do anything you want. You just never – you're not going to start at the top. You got to start at the bottom and work your way to the top. And he's done all the stuff. He's cleaned the pins. He's done the stuff that all the people that he probably has working have done. And that's what it takes to build a business. Yeah. Nobody wants to start at the bottom, though. That's the problem. Nope. No, no. I trust me. I know. I I have plenty of employees, and there's days that I want to fire all of them. (laughs) 
and they won't listen to this so i can say that yeah they won't i I don't think they listen to the podcast so not many of them not many of them but yeah you know and here's the deal i mean that's just the way it is and what i did what i was really impressed with and i feel the same way the day that he said he didn't have that passion and drive for it he was going to quit and Mm -hmm. i think that's important I, i there's a you know ashley contessa young lady we were visiting she just came home off a mission and and was just trying to figure out what to do in her life. And I told her, I said, I don't care. Forget the money. Do what you want to do, and the money will come or it won't, and you'll be happy. But, man, in this world, in this life, as crazy as this world is, go do what you want to do that you enjoy, and you'll never work a hard day in your life. I would have to agree with you 100%. And, uh, Shannon, I just want to thank you for taking your time. You're a busy guy, dude. I mean, I, I know this is a busy time for you cutting hay and, and, and shipping it and stuff like that. So I appreciate you taking your time and uh, talking with me. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to give you a shout out. I really enjoy your podcast. I make sure I watch it every week or listen to it every week. I shouldn't say watch. And uh, it's cool to have you out there. You know, we got a couple of those is all in our industry. We need more of them. And it's really fun to listen to different people's perspective and uh proud of what you're doing there and glad you're doing what you're doing well and you're going to be on one time i know we we already have an interview and i still have it i'm not i don't think i'll release it just yet but i think we better redo it we were pretty green both of us when we started that deal so maybe we better redo it if we decide to do it again well that was one of the first ones i recorded we we definitely have to redo it i think we'd kill it though there you go (laughs) well shannon i'll uh i'll talk to you later and i I appreciate you talking with me have a good evening all right bye we'll see you bye